Welcome to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys looking to model positive Christian leadership in our work, families, church, and communities. Want to discover ways to apply scripture effectively in everyday life? Tired of the pat answers in Sunday school? Then settle in for a gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny Christian podcast. And now, No Church Answers. And welcome to No Church Answers. This is a Christian roundtable discussion for men. This is podcast number 284. Hard to believe, and we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab globes, spin it around, boom! Not sure where you ended up, but spin it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, And that is where we are. You know, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys, and each of our on its own spiritual journey. And <clears throat> just like out, you're, you out there, we're meeting our daily challenges. You know, but that's why we're here. We're having a Christian discussion for men, and unlike others, we aren't taking any church answers. So we're glad you joined us. Uh, it's called Deliberately Provocative and Unexpectedly Funny, our podcast. So we're so glad that you checked us out. And it's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're on Facebook, YouTube, and at NoChurchAnswers.com. So go ahead and rate our podcast, leave a review, and just want to make sure it wouldn't be possible without your support. So thanks so much. At this time, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the panel he is a former world-class policy writer, a professional gambler. He's also the show producer, Mr. Steve Ditch. Yo, Steve Ditch. He is a former prosecutor, a attorney, kind of the group historian. We call him the judge, Michael Cropper. Hi, Mike. Mike. Guys. Hey, Mike. And back from... Uh, <coughs> I see Dubuque, Iowa. Oh, I was going to say picturesque, but maybe I see. <laughs> I see would be a correct statement. <laughs> and he is a big deal in talent development, which is an industrial scale uh, teacher. And kind of the group theologian, we call him the professor, Robert Koshu. Welcome Hello, back. Robert. And my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically a uh, kind of a indie filmmaker and now gainfully employed well I mean, hey. I, actually i'm in training yet so uh i could still get I, I could still get fired but i don't want to make it two in a row we'll make fun of his job later <laughs> right. yeah just make fun of me during the podcast the job later hey at this time i'm gonna go ahead and uh uh, jump right in and uh, start off with uh, Mr. Steve Ditch. All right, thanks. Thank you, Bill. Uh, we're looking still at, at letter of First Peter, or the first letter of Peter, first letter of Peter, and we've been talking about counterculture and how this letter really is kind of almost a handbook for new believers as to leaving their old life behind and adopting a new life of the Spirit. And he talks that, that about that that can lead to you coming into conflict with the culture. It could lead to suffering. Um, and as we get toward the end of the letter, he begins to sum it up as to, you know, why do all this? Why, why put yourself through all this? Now, it's argued um, that the apostles believed that the second coming of Christ was imminent. Uh, there, there are certainly aspects uh, you can read in First and Second Thessalonians of Paul, Corinthians, Philo Philippi Philippians. He seems to almost look forward to 
experiencing the second coming with some of these church members and churches plant church churches he've planted and and in this letter peter similarly makes a reference to the end times being near now i'm my, my goal isn't to get into a whole discussion of the end times what i'm trying to bring up here is that um these these apostles may have thought that that this end times was coming and for them it was judgment this letter was written before revelation which didn't come along till around 1895 nonetheless remember the image of the son of man which jesus himself uh, invokes in i believe it's matthew 10:23 the son of man will come uh descending on the cloud on judgment and and jesus pulled that out of out of daniel uh, the, you might say the the book of revelation in the old testament uh and so they did not see they did not see the end times as it's sometimes popularly imagined here but not biblically people think the book of revelation ends with the destruction of the world it does not it ends <laughs> with the unit there's a huge battle in it between the forces of good and evil yes demons beasts all of that imagery but the final image is one of unification between earth and in heaven a new jerusalem or a new eden where finally sin is completely done with but this aspect of judgment comes along i'm i'm and and let me just cut to the chase we'll get to the things this is in and this is all written maybe with the attitude of you christian we believers have to be ready and i'll put it in 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 maybe less dramatic terms I'll put it in your terms, Bill, as a as a former as a mili- as a military as a Navy guy as and as a as a veteran, you have to be ready for inspection because <laughs> it might come at any time. Excellent, uh, Michael Cropper. I'm just thinking about that, Bill. <laughs> right, <laughs> Steve. Steve. Steve says it very appropriately. The uh, lesson we are is number ten in the book on Connect Three series, Hunger for Holiness, and and in fact. The author goes so far as say that that the text from which we derive this material today for our podcast, the main idea is our job is to work, preach, and pray with a sense of urgency. Okay? Now, and, and, and then he, he also gives us another topic. He says a quick read is pray like never before because God's check, uh, pardon me, God's clock is winding down and show love to others so deeply that you well, welcome strangers into your life. Well, folks, now that we've been waiting two thousand years for this, so you can imagine if if we're being told after two thousand years, be prepared, Jesus may come tomorrow. You may think, well, your balloon's a little bit too full of hot air. But but anyway, the point <laughs> is, yes, we're supposed to live with the idea that Christ could come at any time. Steve said it very very appropriately. Um, I think there's one one thing left to come, and that's simply the abomination of desecration spoken Daniel, and I don't think that's occurred yet, folks. And Jesus gave us some some points about the end time, and so and, and again, Steve stated exactly what Peter was alluding to, but I don't see that everything is fulfilled that Jesus told us was going to be fulfilled before he comes again. But anyway, anyway, the intro intro that I'm supposed to give to you folks that I wrote out is for. A, short history on the previous two lessons. So let me go through that real quick. Uh, We are on lesson 10. Lesson 8 was about instructions on being the Christian Christ told us to be. Peter repeats what Jesus said, do good, love each other, repay evil with blessing, and do not 
speak evil or deceit if you want to enjoy this life. So everything is, once in a while, Peter will throw in some great advice to live now and enjoy it. And he then says, finally, seek peace because God sees the righteous and he listens to their prayer. But he is against the evil person. So, and if, if in fact you suffer from being right, do not fear those who cause you pain and prepare a response for those people who ask you about your faith. Anyway, we're going to continue today's pod, podcast and Peter reminds us that we stick out like a sore thumb when we stop hanging with our old friends because we stop grousing and we stop worshiping idols, among other things. And he warns us that they will criticize us and ridicule us because we make them feel uncomfortable. Now, he does, not, he does give us a, a prescription for pain, too, for suffering. He says, love everyone. Bill? Excellent. Uh, professor? So we're starting to dwindle down the end of Peter, and he's kind of gone all over. And now he's talking, and, and I love what Mike said, that we're supposed to preach the word with a sense of urgency. And urgency is not something that we do well with in today's world. You know, we it, it does not mean the same thing that we interpret it as. In today's world, we want instant gratification. Urgency means an urgency to work through a process, not to be instantly gratified. And, and I think part of the problem we have with our individuals in today's society is that nihilism has taken over and you were in essence instant you want instantly gratified and there is no process anymore you know we want to hire somebody we people get hired and they graduate from college and if you talk to any recent college graduates they're all convinced they're going to be the vp before they're 30 making two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year I mean, talk, talk to 99% of your college grads. They will tell you that. And it's when I hear it, it's, it's rather amazing because I'm like, that's not going to happen as you go through it. And so you know, this talks about a sense of urgency and a process that we're going through and working through. And I think that the discussion here that – Steve, I think he's going to lead with something here in a moment that we that was out and about. And when we talk about that in light of this scripture, I think it really hits upon something that we all need to look at and think about. Bill? Excellent. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture. It's 1 Peter 4, 1 through 11. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with that same attitude, because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live the rest of their earthly lives for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. They are surprised that you do not join them in their reckless, wild living. And they heap abuse on you. But they will have to give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. 
For this is the reason the gospel was preached, even to those who are now dead, so that they might be judged according to human standards in regard to the body, but live according to God in regard to the spirit. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards to God's grace and its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very word of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. You know, it's kind of funny that uh, Steve uh, put on here the title, Living Each Day As If It Were The Last. My dad used to say that, but he, used to, he, but he always added, because one of them will be. And there's there's a lot of ways to look at time. And I was never one of those. I mean, we've had, because we're older, we had, who, what, the, the guy from Heaven's Gate that predicted the oh, second yes, coming? Yes, the, um, we had, well, Jim Jones. <laughs> Jim Jones. Was- Jim Jones, the Heaven Gates guy. There was another guy in California that, followers they all sold their stuff they were sure it was going to happen on that day i never fell into that kind of trap because religion and faith was not that to me faith and the reason why i i have it i cultivate i like it is because reverence helps me it makes my life better having not taking the credit for everything and, and and not getting the blame for everything either you know what i'm saying i mean that's the way i live with god and live with my faith and and by having you know reverence for jesus and be along this long journey it has helped me but i've never looked for the end mm-hmm. I, I i don't know Steve? I, well i think I think Peter here is might be answering a question or addressing a, a concern that the church had, that other churches had, that, uh, you know, why am I doing this? Is, is all my buddies are down and having a good time at the temple uh, with, with temple prostitutes, and, 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 and this is their worship, and it's a lot of fun. I was there, you know, a lot of fun. Oh, boy, they're drinking. Everybody's having a good time because... Nothing, because really that's all there is to this. Right. And, and, and now they've gone and joined this strange sect which says, you know, stop doing that and go around and be, give things to your neighbors, give things away. Don't, don't get involved in the whole, not in the whole, just the whole religious cult, but in the whole cultural stuff. You're, you're better. And they're laughing at me because like, well, what do you, what do you, Why? And Peter is saying, because there's more important things. And he, of course, we've talked about it in the past, in, in the past few podcasts, he's, he's been witness to the resurrection. He's been witness to personally seeing the miracles of Jesus. So he really speaks Peter walked on from water. experience. 
And so he's saying, guys, because all that you're seeing, all that, all that stuff in you know downtown uh, Galatia, downtown Philippi, downtown Tarsus. That's all. That's all. Doesn't matter. So just and and what also is is he, he gives the classic the end is near you know the classic sandwich man walking around you know or the the guy with the poster the end is near but he's not scolding he's almost saying keep doing what you're doing just love each other that's the first thing he does pray and love and he he's, he doesn't say go out and bash all these sinners over the head and point your finger at them he actually says they will be judged but not by you but he also says, be prepared. And taking it back to your time thing, you know, how are you spending your time? And the key question to us down through the ages is, okay, the end might not be near as in tomorrow, but what's important? What should, how should I be prepared? Excellent. And with that... We are going to answer questions. Well, maybe not answer them, but we're going to certainly talk about them. When we return from our break, this is No Church Answers. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Bill Cox, director of Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. We hope you enjoy our show as much as we enjoy doing it. But our ministry needs your support if we are to continue to bring our TV show, our podcast, our live shows to men seeking spiritual refreshment. For as little as $5 a month, you can become a patron of Man Up Spiritual Oasis. Get more details at our page on patreon.com. If you would like to support us directly, you can make a contribution through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. All contributions are tax deductible. We're not pastors, just regular guys. So whether you're successful or struggling, We hope to bring you the good news of God's saving grace as we share our own spiritual journeys. Please consider supporting Man Up and No Church Answers today. And welcome back, everybody. Uh, This is No Church Answers podcast number 284, hard to believe. Live each day as if it were your last. I'm hoping it's not the last. The last. As if it were the the last. Last. <laughs> and you know, the, the, the thing about it is, uh, I never even really thought about end of days. And it, it was funny, like you brought up about the nuclear arms race back when we were a kid and about how you had to uh, get behind a desk. Duck and cover, baby. Duck, duck and, and cover. cover. Yeah. Any of that. And, and you know, <clears throat> I never even really, it didn't really scare me or anything. I figured if I'm going to go, I'm just going to go. But that, that was very, if you were an adult at the time, apparently that was very real. That's right. Um, and even now, I mean, just just as an, you know, we saw what was going on in Ukraine and Russia, and, and the little little talk is tamped down. About last year when this started, right. it was open discussion. What if Russia fires a battlefield nuke? How is the how is NATO and the Allies going to respond, and how is it going to escalate? What can happen? What I mean, and just thinking about that. But um, but we'll, we'll maybe get to that later. <laughs> but, but but the idea is other is happy that, is, subjects. Is, I don't like I said. This isn't so much that is you know is it coming? It's kind of more or less accepting the idea that there will be, you know, a last day. <laughs> 
Yeah, no question about it. And understand, unless you step out in front of the bus, pretty good chance you're not going to have much to say about it. Wait, you. One of the. I, I'm going to just throw this out because I want to mix a little fun culture thing in with it. In, in my mind, one of the worst things that happened with American Christianity is we jumped on this and in in certain evangelical circles we ate up the entire dispensational theory which is which is of, yeah of, I mean, okay. of god's certain disp- dispensations you know the rapture thief in the night the left behind series you know left behind series is actually pretty good literature fun to read but there there are segments of the culture that of the evangelical culture that bought into that so badly that I read stories of camps that would stage fake raptures to get people to convert. Like, uh, like, like Mission uh, Impossible type stuff. Yeah, like 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 like, like, like lay, that... lay clothes out in the bed as if somebody had been taken away in the middle of the night. Uh, what, what, Robert, let's talk about that. Yeah. You're talking about using fear... Yes. People yes. Converted. Yes. I, yes. I had that yeah. Right after I got saved, right after I became a Christian, I went to one of the, you know, the evangelistic meetings used to be outside in tents. Right? Uh-huh. I went to uh-huh. one of those, and one of them happened to be preaching, and uh, and he preached on Revelation and and about the the four square city of Jerusalem that's coming. Eventually, Christ will be in and and will be reigning over that, right? Uh-huh. And he says, "Do you know that right now?" Astronomers have found an object, an astral, what looks like an asteroid, but it's bright and it's square and it's 1500, deg- 1,500 meters square and it's coming toward the Earth. They would, I, and he's yeah. still on <laughs> Channel 14 every once in a while. TV. <laughs> oh. but, but the fact is, yes. John Hagee. Is, it, that, to me, that's wrong. I mean, number one, he actually said this. And he said, and of course, everybody, praise God, they jump up and down, hallelujah, and everything like this. But we still see effects of that today. Now, coming back to what you said, Robert, can you, is it right to scare people into knowing Christ? I'll tell you what what another problem with that is. Whether, even, even if he was right, even if there's some square object Coming in the sky. Yes, that was forty years <laughs> with, ago. You know, God's face <laughs> on it. We're, we're late. I don't yeah, think. Yeah. I don't think. Judging from this bit of scripture, we're not supposed to stand there and go hallelujah. And we're so supposed all, to be. We're supposed to be fact, doing that, our thing that should, as Christians. That should right triple up, up right up your, to the moment. That should really triple up your yes. Yes, your, so, yeah, your that's preaching at that we, point. We're we're not. Uh, yes, that's uh, t- to give that point. I think the, the there's the fear aspect and also the complacency aspect of you know it's kind of easy to decide that okay uh, the world's going to end next week. I guess I'll just sit back and uh, say a few prayers and wait for it. it it's kind of nice, isn't it, of, of having to do of, of basically an excuse to do nothing and then. You'll rationalize your way out of it. No, I I think it's if if Peter is saying the end is near, whether he thought it was coming next week, next year, or two thousand years, he's saying you got work to do, guys. And like I said, there yeah. is an urgency there. It's not, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and again, we you know, and also stop. Paul and Jesus both said, stop worrying about the winds. 
We'll see the problem. <laughs> you know, the yeah. hour and the time. Just do what I'm asking you to do. Do what I'm commanding you to yes. do. And and that's what the well, apostles and, are saying and, and, here and too. And the command. And 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 here's the thing. And, and let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. The command was not go preach to the sinner, tell them they're a sinner, beat them over the head with it, and then scream at them if they haven't repented. Oh, and if that doesn't work, go get your people elected and change all the laws and force them to behave. It was love them, pray for them, and then preach to them. And I think the pro- one of the biggest problems we have right now when you want to engage with culture is you want to start with the preaching. Mm-hmm. You might get to the praying, and you very seldom let them feel loved. No. Well, that's why I think we get called hypocrites sometimes. Oh, that's why exactly why we get called hypocrites. Because we they see us doing things that we say that we tell other people to do, and we're not doing them ourselves, or vice versa. We're not doing things that we should and, be doing. And, and, and I'll be the first to admit, it's easy to get caught up in the culture war. It's fun to get caught because it, it's it's a distraction. It's you know it's just like that is the right <laughs> it's, answer. It's exactly, exactly right what, there. What I mean, fa- yeah. Facebook is the and and social media is I can't say personification, but it's exactly that. It's at your job, you got a job to do. Wouldn't you rather be strolling through Facebook? Doesn't it, same thing. Same thing. Yes. The culture yes, war, yeah. and and it's 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 an, it's also it's also a source of cheap grace. I oh, I, I I I told him off online. Well, it's kind of like uh, the way I think of uh, political news reporters. They don't want to report the news. They want to be the news. That's right. And <laughs> and there's a huge there's a huge difference in that. And I think that what we're experiencing, and of course, Christians are always going to get hammered that there's a hypocrite. There's this one guy that does this, and so you're always going to get the argument of the outlier and that's why it is better to just thank them and go about your own way and just live by the example and the thing about the end day will come even if the come second coming of the lord does not come while you're alive your last day is going to come and so whether you're thinking of that as a thematic uh, kind of sense of urgency or an, or a sense of urgency to get done and get your life in order before it actually does happen. And like we've talked about before, think about the wrestler. The wrestler that practices but never gets on the team. And that's the people that say, well, what about the person that gets saved right right before they die? Well, that's just like that wrestler. Yeah, you can sit with the team, but you do experience life as a wrestler. Did it make a difference in your life? I know you practiced, but you never got out there and you never actually did it. So sit with a team, but you're basically a poser. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I think it's time for our second break. And with that, this is No Church Answers. We'll be right back. Hey, pastors Pastors and church church leaders. leaders. 
Are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. All right, and welcome back. This is No Church Answers. This is podcast number 284, hard to believe. And Steve Ditch. Yeah, we, we've been talking about what's important and, and spending your time and, you know, living each day as if it were the last and how might you be judged what you should be doing. Now, I'm not sure where where it came out of, but it was a news story. Uh, um, a teen girl... Uh, defied her church. Her, she, she was, not, I guess, on a volleyball team. And yep. this volleyball coach basically said, nothing else but volleyball. <laughs> he didn't quite say, you will put no other sports god but volleyball before me. He didn't quite say that, but that was his message. And I guess they had their practices on Wednesday night. And if you're down here in the South, you know, Wednesday night has always been a, a traditional church night. church night. It's when we, we record our podcast because the church is open. We can uh, come in and do it. Uh, and I guess she, she, I think she was actually participating in a church service. So she did have something of commitment to honor there, but it meant missing volleyball practice. Now, um, we, there was a discussion on Facebook about this. Uh, there is, I guess, as part of her school policy, there is a policy that if you miss your practice, you get benched a practice, and it probably counts against you, which, which to me definitely is a consequence. What, what, what I felt went one step further is that she was shamed. There is a picture of her showing, standing while the rest of the team is out practicing. She's sitting alone in uh, the corner. This is at corner. a game, final game of the season. This is the game. She's sitting alone in a corner. The coach deliberately shamed her. And basically, if this was Maoist China, she'd have a dunce cap on. Um, and that's, that's the price of nonconformism. The consequence of going is getting getting maybe your grade dropping from an A to a B. I think she understood that part. What the coach felt necessary to do, and he, he probably didn't realize it because he's that much wrapped up in the system. It might be a she too, so I, that much wrapped up in part of the system. He felt it necessary to make an example as to, to all the other students, this is what happens when you don't follow the cultural rules of sports, competition and above all money money and that's so so that the debate was did she do the right thing and some people felt no nope, she got what was coming uh, others said no she she put she put god in front of everything else which is going to be a life lesson for her that will pay off in the end and i agree with that oh and 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 i i saw this so yeah, I no secret. I teach youth upstairs. Been doing it forever, and you know, my comment back was, 
I want to fast. I wanted to fast forward ten to fifteen years of the mm-hmm. lesson this girl learned, because she is the one who's going to learn. She learned what it means to truly live out her faith, and mm-hmm. she's the one who, when everyone else is going to be asked to compromise something, and and we talk about a lot at work. We talk a lot about it on this podcast about what guys are forced to compromise to live their faith, and and you know I'm not talking about the wholehearted let's go have an affair Mm -hmm. let's go get drunk with all the guys at the office every friday night i'm talking about simple things like do i take credit for someone else's work i heard something last week in dubuque that was mentioned at one of our other facilities and i was like that is so cool i want to use it in a training thing who said it and so this week i've been doing follow-up calls to another training i did and i've asked every look i heard this at this one plant said it who did it? Because I want to give him credit. <laughs> because, you know, now I could have just taken that, th- created the cool logo idea I've got out of this, threw it in a training, and my boss would have come up, and, that's the greatest thing ever. I love that. Blah, blah, blah. You know, but no, I'm looking for who it is because I want to give credit to him. And it's one of those things in today's world, the world would have told me what? <laughs> you heard that. Nobody can claim it. Nobody, it didn't come out and say right off the bat, hey, so-and-so said this. It that's, was one, the, that's the point. Yeah. There would have been no really bad consequences yeah. for you. I mean, that, yeah. and, that's, and, and, and who knows, you might have got people following, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I would, oh, people would have said that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike? <laughs> I was, we just Thought you had something there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I'm listening. Um, I'll, I'll pass for me. I'm looking at something else. Okay. I, well, I well that's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons why I don't watch very many movies. I write movies, and I and I have a no. I have a, a short coming up uh, called Doctor Pig. I'll go ahead. And this is the first plug that I've had for it. Um, and uh, so, and that's going to be a comedy short uh, a series, actually. Uh, that I've written, but I, I write primarily at night and, uh, like before I go to bed and, but because I stirred up my creativity, oftentimes I'll get an idea at night and I have a pad over on the desk that's right. Uh, so I'll just get up and I'll just jot it down real quick, just a word or two to remind me, you know, and then I'll go back to bed, but I don't want that to be a movie I just saw or a couple of, you know, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago that, so yeah, I don't, I don't want that. I want it to be original. I want it to be mine. So, um, so I, 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 I guard that, I guard that input. And I think the, the thing about, um, living each day, like it's your last, I think men, if you look back at your life, you're on a certain trajectory you had you grew up somewhere and then you got an education somewhere you picked out whatever you wanted and you got your job you were moderately successful maybe really successful or just it just paid the bills but you look back at your life and there's a trend and there's a there's a lifeline that you've had i think the big thing about that is is this as we get towards the end and we are all steaming towards the end pick the things that are important to you that will make your life better or enriched or something that is more pure 
don't think of something that is way out of your lane because you're stupid. Let me address what Rob was saying. He, he caught me off guard because I was looking at another subject. <laughs> uh, it's about the girl. Uh, uh, she went to church on Wednesday night. All of yes, us are, have yes. our, own, our own convictions, guys. Right. right we right. know that. We know that. Uh, for instance, um, Robert was saying that he considers Sunday a work day, right? And, mm-hmm. and every year we will do a barbecue here at the church, and, and he will stay up all night, Saturday night, so that the church can enjoy right. his barbecue on Sunday. That's working on Sunday. Many of our pastors consider Sunday a work day as well. Well, yeah, they have to. It is. It is. That's day off during the week. Well, this girl exhibited a tremendous conviction in her heart by doing what she did. Like you guys said, it's going to pay off later. But some of us will have a different conviction. When I first got married, I, I worked at Cashway, which turned out, I think, Home Depot bought them later. Uh, anyway, they were top of a home improvement store, and I worked third Sunday out of every month. I was off to it. I went to church two Sundays. I did not have a problem with that because the Lord knows my heart. You have a priority when you're married, guys, right? You have to take care of your family. Now, I don't think you should miss every Sunday at all and, and work. I think that's a wrong Im- indication to your family, but the point is, Work out your own salvation with the Lord. I got advanced because I worked hard. I became an attorney, became a prosecutor. There were some weekends I was up at work preparing for a trial on a Saturday and a Sunday. Did I want to do that? Absolutely not. But I felt like I had to, I had to do that, and I was advanced and promoted with that too. So, again, if, if, you, if you believe in your heart, you should be at church every Sunday and every Wednesday night by all means, do that. I think this girl uh, recognizes that she's going to be a Christian much longer than she's going to be a volleyball player. That's that's the other <laughs> thing too. I, I think, I think <laughs> had, and I don't blame her. There's a had whole the, conversation had, about had that. A, had the co- had perhaps the coach been a, a good Christian, he he could have simply said, "Yeah, I understand you have to do that. I would respect that. There are going to be some consequences regarding your grade and participation, but that's it. Um, I'm not going." To, I'm not going to punish you or make make an example of you because you put your religion ahead of my sport. Yeah. Well, um, this and, is normal, and 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 unfortunately, but unfortunately, unfortunately that is. Normal. But that's exactly that's exactly. I think the real. I mean, we, I mean, we read these. You know, these are Connect three hundred and sixty. They they go into the abstract of yes, suffering, they do. And, do and whatever. And and this is <laughs> absolutely. You know, and, and but this is that's this is correct. the real this is the real world stuff. I, and I'm and, gonna throw and, out. And you know, I'm sure. I'm sure in a few weeks. It's not going to matter much, but at the moment, it probably was a pretty nasty thing to do. So, and so it's a, but it's a real illustration of sometimes, we, the, as to say, as you like to say, the cost of discipleship. Here we go. I'm going to pull the pin and throw the grenade. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you. So that story was buried. This story about this girl. The only reason I saw it is because Scotty shared it. And he had got it from a friend who, I mean, this was one of the, it was not on, it was not even on Fox News, okay? It was. You'd have to go to Breitbart to get it. Huh? Yeah, yeah, if that, if there, if there. 
Anybody want to make a guess if he had done the same thing to a Muslim girl who refused to play oh, during oh, Ramadan? You would, you would, you'd, he'd be fired. There's no question yeah. about it. He'd be reprimanded. And and, um, and, and, and be, I'm not saying it's right either direction. No, no. I'm just making a but, point. But that's the that's that's part of the. It's acceptable. To, it's acceptable to do it to Christians. Christians. Yes. Oh, well, that's right. That's right. Um, because nobody roots for Goliath. Everybody mm-hmm. roots for David. The and, Christians uh, are the dominant. But that's yeah, and that's wrong. Yeah, that's it, wrong. Um, because you got to you you it's just you respect everybody. Um, Akeem Olajuwon, who followed Ramadan rules mm-hmm. during the NBA season. Yes, and that refused was to take amazing. A drink. Yeah, mm-hmm. refused to drink during a basketball mm-hmm. game. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it's a cultural thing. And it's one of the things that I think we're going to have to understand that America has never been a quote-unquote Christian nation, but we had cultural idioms in place that quote unquote I'm going to say protected and encouraged Christian behavior you know there in the south until 10 to 15 years ago a, a sports league would not have even thought about scheduling anything on a Wednesday night because it would have interfered with the church mm-hmm. yeah you know and now we're beyond that and so as Christians we're going to have to as you said Steve calculate the cost of our discipleship and what it means it might mean you don't get a promotion at work because you're not willing to steal someone else's idea to take as your own or you're not willing to fudge the numbers a little bit to make it work before before we end because you're going i want to yeah. ask you a question about that okay especially work because our generation is is having issues with this and we're making fun of it and we've, we're calling it, we're calling it quiet quitting. But as the defenders say, it's not really quitting. It's <laughs> you, you can't hear my eyes roll, by the way. Yeah, I know because <laughs> you're, you're steeped in this. But it's simply, uh, you're you're paying me to come in at eight o'clock and go home at five, and I don't expect to be reprimanded if let's I'll even say on Sunday morning, let alone Saturday or let alone at three in the morning, mm-hmm. I don't respond to your text okay. because. You might be home alone by yourself, um, but I have a family and I have a life. Mm-hmm. What do you think about just this idea of asserting boundaries? Because I, I grew, I remember my culture is that you were, ex, you, you were paid for 40 hours, 45 hours a week, but you were expected to work 60. And, and that was some sign of commitment. Yeah. And now you've I, got people, and I'm out of the workforce, so yeah. I really don't care. I have no dog in the sun. I'm but you, what do you think of this? I'm, so, I go home. Robert, I'm going home. It's, it's 5 three. I've been yeah. here a half hour so longer. I have employees. <laughs> I have, depending on how you count dotted lines, anywhere from 13 to 20 employees that report to me. I freely will admit right here, right now, my average work day right now is 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. That is because I took over a team. There's a lot of work to do. Um, Do I expect any of my employees to do that? Absolutely not. Go home to your families. Now, that being said, come somewhere around May 14th, we have a 60 of the leaders of our company come to Tulsa for an entire week. We've got to get ABCD done in order to do that. John, I need you. We, we got to get this done. You can't leave tonight until it's done. 
in in my mind, that quiet quitting thing that's going on, it's a bunch of people that don't want to work. They they want to get in, they want their hour lunch, and they want to go home at the end of the day, no matter what's going on. But how how isn't that? Can't you make a Christian argument for that? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can I'm make a Christian argument. So because I'm if, here, if your boss is I'm texting you, you Sunday time. morning, I want to talk to your boss and go. You're an idiot. Stop. But that. even even if you're not even if you're not going to church, I mean, yeah. se- a setting this this. I mean, oh, you should I, have some boundaries. We talk we talk about it, right. and and now this is this is this is the thing that that I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think is a bad. When I when I was at work, somehow there was this expectation, not just not right. just a crunch day. There were crunch times all the time. Yeah. but not just generally. Oh, no matter what, you're expected to be here till nine o'clock every night. See, in my mind, that's um, an abusive workplace. And 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 but but that was yeah. excellent. But still, so so I think I think the before it, I discarded the, it, the guy, it's a balance the, between the two. The in person my mind. who comes in and does his work, right? And you know, I'm going home now because this is my time. Well, let I'm me tell you, you, I'm you're the, done with your work. Go yeah, home. Yeah, and so so that it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah. again, yeah. it's the well, uh, and 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 let me Bill real quick. Let me. So my goal in two weeks is to get to six thirty to five thirty. <laughs> I, Not, honestly, but, yeah. Well, be, because I'm trying, I am trying to put some boundaries around some things, you know. And time change happens, and my wife and likes we go walking senior, in the evening. You're, you're senior management, so I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, you know, yeah, I'm a little different, but 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 I honestly, like I said, it, it as Christians, we have to put some boundaries. Um, the one thing I did, even when I was working other job, now. I work to live. Ten, I don't live ten, to work. Yeah, mm-hmm. these are my hours. This is what I do. See, yeah, and and you'll get your work done, though, Bill. When you take a job, it's important you know what your expectations Mm -hmm. are for your job. Yes. And and sometimes what you're telling me that some people don't inquire about this, or when they do get told to work late or work longer hours, they get really mad because they did not inquire (laughs) as to the requirements of the job. Right, guys? And this is what it's all about. And one of the things, so I hired a guy last year, and I can honestly say as I hired him, it was, hey, we work this to this. However, there's going to be projects. And by the way, there's going to be a week in May. You're going to be gone for the, we're going to leave Sunday, and we're going to come back Friday. (laughs) And you're going to be in Tulsa. You know, but it, but it, 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 I think setting expectations and Bill, I agree with you because I, I do too. I, it sounds like I work a lot. I do, mm-hmm. but, but I do that because I am living to, I am working to live, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not living to work. Plus you like well, you, you have yeah. the expectation of your job. Well, I'm, I'm in a, else. but, and I took a promotion to this role that right. I'm in a unique position is the best way to describe it at this moment. Excellent. And with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, get some takeaways from the fellas. Uh, Michael Cropper. Yeah, I, I got to go back to one of the things we've looked at over and over again. Uh, and, and one of the statements that, uh, that Peter says, um, let me see. Uh, he says, love each other deeply. And that was verse 8 out of the text that Bill read. And in many of the other uh, texts we've been looking at, the lessons, we were told that love covers a multitude of sins. Verse 7, I think. Right? And, and, and we know that Christ told us to love our enemies. And he told us to, to put up with a lot of stuff in the name of serving the Lord. And because Jesus did that, he knew that he would come here and he would love the, the, the unrighteous 
the unholy, the sinners, and he would sacrifice himself for us so that we might have eternal life. So love was the key to everything. And Paul says in chapter 13, I think of verse, uh, 1 Corinthians, he says, if I have not love, I have nothing. Love, love is everything. It's the key to everything. So I'm going to tell you what I think. Love covers a multitude of sins, like I said. So isn't this for everyone? We're supposed to forgive everyone and not rejoice when bad happens. Right? Mm -hmm. This is part of it, right? Well, I've been watching YouTube videos, guys. <laughs> so I'm deviating a little bit. So this guy breaks checks a car or truck, and then he has a wreck. Okay, if, if you've ever, never watched YouTube video to, videos on, on people who pull in front of other cars and, and, and brake check them, especially 18-wheelers, uh, and, and, and you like to see the person get hit, go watch. <laughs> I'm sorry, because someone cuts off another person in traffic, and are we patient? Do we hawk? And, oh, well, no, let me finish what I was saying there. The point is, a guy will brake check another car, a person in a truck or a car, and that person's not able to st uh, stop and hits them, and then the person gets out and claims some insurance scam, but the guy's got it on video what they did. Mm -hmm. So I have to tell you folks, I, I don't feel remorse for enjoying that, even mm -hmm. though I'm supposed to. <laughs> Mike's guilty pleasures. <laughs> not supposed to enjoy it, but I do, folks. Anyway, so... Uh, to, what about us in traffic today? If someone cuts us off in traffic now, are we patient? Do we hawk? Do we shake our fist at them? And uh, I, I can tell you, there's a little bit, we've got to be a little bit of, use a little bit of understanding there because sometimes we do the same thing to other people. And I remember in my life, whenever I, I once saw a guy run a stop sign in front of me, he didn't hit me, but he ran a stop sign in front of me and I, I, I looked at him and says, what an idiot. And then the next intersection we came to, there was a stop sign, and I ran it. <laughs> there you so, go. so the Lord is a way of getting us back. Now, finally, let me close out with this. Folks, what Peter's saying, use Christ as a pattern for your lives, because he came knowing he would suffer, and he had a great attitude toward those for whom he came, and those who are lost in sin. And that's what we're told to have the Christ attitude. If you believe that you will suffer for Christ, you can focus on serving God and not fulfill your old lustful, lewd cravings that you used to have. And you will also be more patient. So the friends, friends you once hung with do not understand this, and they will ridicule you for quitting uh, their company because they will not enjoy your company anymore. However, one day, they will give account of God for their choice, and even those who are dead will answer for their decision to not serve God when they heard the message. Bill? Excellent. Uh, professor, a takeaway from you? I, I'm going to go back to the young lady. She didn't pitch a fit. So far as we know, she didn't run down to the school board. Mom and Dad didn't run down to the school board, scream at the principal. She for lack of a better word, took it. And the sense of urgency Peter calls us to is to love people who have no concept of our faith. And, and let's be honest. Back in the day, you could say everybody kind of sort of knew what Christians did and believed and everything. Today, 
they don't, they have a very warped view of what a Christian is. And there have been segments of our Christian brothers who have helped magnify that um, stereotype massively. We're called to love, pray, and then share our faith with a sense of urgency. And this young lady actually lived that out the way it's meant to be lived out. She she took a consequence. She chose to do something for her faith. She took a consequence for it. And she didn't raise a big stink and get protests going and screaming and yelling and all of that. She sat there and she took it. And yeah, she got it got shown on social media, but it wasn't her deal to do. She lived it out the way we're supposed to. And I think, you know, from the mouth of babes, you know, we there's a lesson there for us to live our life the way we're called to and to love those who hate us. Uh, Steve Titch. Right up to the very end. Uh, yeah. And that's, and, and, and you said it all. I mean, through love, uh, through service, through hospitality, let you know, use of your spiritual gifts, which we always love to talk about. Peter mentions just in passing almost spiritual gifts, but uh, Paul enumerated them. Uh, and, you know, none of it is preaching or judgment. And that's, that's what will happen at the second coming. And even I don't know what that might be. Maybe I, there seems to be a hint that Christians will also get judged, maybe on a different, on a different standard. Uh, we're saved, but will we get a will we get a critique from Jesus Himself? On well, uh, I, I like to look at what happened. Uh, we, we actually we we reran the podcast, the the restoration of Peter. Uh, Peter was likely saved when he confessed way back during the Jesus ministry that Jesus was Lord, but there was there was some reconciliation that need to be needed to be accomplished at the end, and maybe that's that's the type of judgment where we will simply face Jesus and be told to feed the sheep and and do you love me and yes I do we, we, that that final uh, and likewise we you, there are ways to read revelation as you're going to get you're going to get every possible opportunity there is to put your faith in the Lord right up right up to the very last moment on whatever whenever that is um but as for those of us who have who have who have embraced the Lord, we do have responsibilities, and that responsibility is again agape, uh, to to love everyone, even if we don't like them. But and and doing that right up to the very end, and and realizing we're doing it because the eternal is what's important, not the temporal. And until that moment happens. Be awesome. Thanks so much for tuning in to No Church Answers. And once again, thanks so much for all of our sponsors and supporters. And on behalf of our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu, my name is Bill Cox. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. So please rate it and leave a review. You know, if you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page or nochurchanswers.com and post it there. And if you're unable to attend a church, well, shame on you. Check out Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube, 
SugarlandBaptist.org. It starts a Sunday at 945, and that's a.m. And when you are ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class that you can join for small group discussions just like this. And find one that is men only. If there isn't one, start one. And this is No Church Answers. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. Tell us what you think. Leave a comment or review. Want to know more about us? Then visit NoChurchAnswers.com and our Facebook page. Check out our video series on our YouTube channel. You can also become a patron of No Church Answers by visiting our Patreon page. No Church Answers is a production of Man Up Spiritual Oasis Media, which is solely responsible for its content. 